Hey guys, this is Dad the GM, welcoming you to episode 67 of What the Dice. And I want to tell you guys about all sorts of really cool stuff we've got going on. Not only do we have the podcast that you know about, but we have a Twitter account, a Facebook account, a YouTube account, and a merch account. You can find all of that over at our website, whatthedice.weebly.com. That's right, that is your one-stop shop for all things What The Dice. Now, I hope you guys have been enjoying these episodes because I absolutely have been enjoying writing, editing, producing, and all this weird crap I do for this show. And I can't thank you guys enough for joining me on this journey. If you want to reach out to us and give us a hearty thanks for everything you do or anything like that, I've always got my eyes on Twitter. So if you shoot us a message, there's a high chance I'm going to get back to you right away. Same with Facebook. Email, I got to get better at checking every day. But no matter how you reach out, we will respond. So sit back, my friends, relax, and we're going to get on with this week's episode of What the Dice. Looking up into the blackness that is the sky, no stars twinkle, no moon. We do see the faintest outlines of a few clouds that pass overhead. Small embers float into the sky as fairies escaping their mortal bounds. The storyteller gives us a smile. Well, my friends, if you remember, last we spoke, there would be some would-be assassins that decided to make themselves known and have opened fire and started to attack the agents. Their target, Defibulus, and they want to remove his small gnomish head from his small gnomish body. Well, of course this doesn't stand well with Defibulus, Clyde, and Kalila. They decided they want to keep Defibulus's head square on his shoulders. So in the tavern of the family friend of Defibulus, a bar fight broke out. Each of the agents using their special skills and fighting off. Now, only a hobgoblin remains. Will they show mercy on this would-be assassin? Or will they remove him from the mortal coil? Sit back, relax, and hear me tell. Last time we met, you have all went to Defibulus's family's home, family friend's home, not his home, his tavern. And in the process of learning that he had disassembled the dragon rifle and had hit it off across the lands, a group of mercenaries decided to strike. The music ended abruptly as the orcs and Dark Elf and Hobgoblin all drew weapons and flipped the table. In the process of the fight, Kalila had made it known that she was going to try to not set the bar on fire. Defibulus, using the new wild shots he acquired from Meximillion, not only summoned a druid... What was it? Grove of Trees. 
yeah, grove of trees in the middle of the, or in the corner of the bar. And then his next shot set it all ablaze. Definitely having a hot time. Yeah. So, top of rounds. Kalila, the hobgoblin, is hiding behind a flipped over table with partial cover. Yeah, I remember. I shot at him once or twice. Well, I believe he is the uh, last left standing, correct? He is the last one standing. Well, then I am going to actually move myself somewhat closer to get a little bit better of an angle. Is the table correctly flipped the way it is? So the yellow line is how it is flipped up. So the table would be facing, the top of the table would be facing the fireplace. I'm assuming these people have moved, yeah? Yeah, they've ran <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Then I'm taking myself a, a, a move action so I get past the uh, cover, taking a good shot at this guy because I am tired of him still standing. Dirty 20. That is a miss. What? Screw you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm taking a second pot shot at him. Well, no, wait. I moved. I can't. So. Yep. Um, and where is my dear beloved Hugin? In the yeah. squiggly lines in the red. I see him. He's just going to end up moving closer in combat to him. help. And also getting out of the burning flames. The hobgoblin calls out to both you and Clyde. I have no qualms with you, pretty kitty and human. All I want is the gnome. His head must be placed on a platter. You ain't having our friend. You're evil. Your death will benefit the world. Not got that evil. You're evil. Your death will benefit the world. Not that evil. I'm sure you can find someone else to pick on, Paladin Boy. Not within five feet. <laughs> As I nearly spit my coffee. It's a great comeback. That is a wonderful comeback. Good job, sir. Dephibius uh, will chime in from the fire. And you, unders and you undersold my value as a bounty, bastard. After all, you did say silver. He's at least worth a gold. I don't know. I might only have a copper that's worth him. Um, melee. Unarmed strike. Clyde. Does a 21 hit? No, not a chance. Well, the hobgoblin just tried to hit you with the butt of his crossbow. Good. Uh, just to let you know, um, I didn't say because you were talking. Since it's his turn, he takes 1d6 damage. Okay. He takes a full six damage. And that's just so you know from Fire of Judgment that I did the last time when I smited him. I appreciate you reminding me. No problem. Hooray, remembrance. Clyde, you're around. Awesome. I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. It is called Stunning Barrier. Is this a new one you picked up? Yes. Yeah, sounds new. This one is, I have, uh, Two first, one second, one third spell. So this one is called Stunning Barrier. Okay, I am surrounded by a, a visible magic field that provides one deflection DC to AC, one resistance bonus. Any creature that strikes me within a melee attack is stunned for one round, but there is a will save. Okay. What is the will save? Yes, that is a very good question. 15. 
this dice is going to get thrown into dice jail if it rolls one more low number. Oh, Will. I rolled... Okay, I was going to say, save it for when he hits me, but what did you roll? Okay. I rolled a 12. Okay, so next time, if he tries to hit me, he will be stunned. Okay. That means it is Defibulous's round, and according to my notes, you are using your last wild shot. No, I, that one that set on fire was the last wild shot. Alright. <laughs> the one to burn them all. I'm kidding. So, it is your round. What do you want to do? Um... Am I able to grab the dwarf and drag him out of the fire with me? Oh, he's already exiting on his own accord. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to exit on my own accord. All right. Are you taking a shot at the hobgoblin? Oh, yeah. I can't shoot at him and move, can't I? Yes, you can. Is my rifle strong enough to punch a hole through that table? You can try. Yeah, I'll try to shoot him and then move out of the fire. Okay. 28. It blasts a hole through it, and you can see the Hobgoblin. I need your damage as well. Not only am I setting fire to his bar, I'm blowing holes through his, his uh, furniture. Yep. Woo! Ten damage. Okay. And then I'm going to go move there. As you pass by the dwarf, you feel like... Well, if you were wearing a hat, it would be on the ground as you hear him say, Will you stop blowing holes in my stuff? I swear, you and your brother blowing and ripping things apart. Well, tell the stupid hobgoblin to get out from behind the table and I'll just shoot him plainly. Well, he doesn't work for me. I can't boss him around. I can boss you around, though. I don't work for you either, though. I'm like your grandfather. I'm like family. I can boss you around. You should respect your elders. And stop destroying my bar. Stop destroying it. We I'm reconstructing and helping you change it up a little. Kalila, you're round. Oh, gosh. Okay. My round. I'm actually going to have Hugan move first. How tall is the ceiling in this place? Probably 10 feet. It's not massive. It's a tavern. Okay. We have eight foot walls, so about two feet above those. All right. Well, that won't work. I was going to have Hugan jump, but I don't want him to hit the ceiling. You might give the guy a skylight. I mean, the Fabulous is already destroying stuff. Just join in the mayhem. Nah, I'll just have Hugan move up and uh, try a tangling attack on this guy. All right. Roll. Hold on, I'm mathing. Okay, it's probably not going to 13. That is a miss, my friend. You can just kind of like, yeah, ran past him. <laughs> yeet. Yeah, kind of just yeeted past him. And I'm going to take another pot shot at him. Or two. All right. If only you had wild shot. Yeah, yeah you wish, don't you? Because that didn't cause any damage to the bar. <laughs> does a 25 hit? It does hit. Do you remember if I had grab bow activated? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. So that way I know which one I was rolling. Don't forget to add your strength bond. Yes, I have a handy-dandy note card with that now. 14 damage. Miss Kalila, would you like to describe your killing blow? Shot no. in the face. I'm sorry, Clyde. Stunned. I took it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Clyde. How was I to know? 
but uh, pretty much the, the the arrow goes whizzing past Clyde's shoulder since he's like still kind of standing there but Kalila's all like actually has the, the gift of being able to fire into melee confidently uh, as the, the, the arrow strikes the guy in the face. As the hobgoblin hits the ground, there's a twang of what sounds like a string on a guitar breaking. And then you hear the bustle of all the bartenders and workers hauling buckets and moving towards the fire and are trying to douse the flames that is currently engulfing a corner of the bar. Hey guys, can I get the flask of Everflow so I can help put out the fire I started? Good idea, here you go. The Fubius will start pouring the flask of Everflow on the water. Or on the fire. As you all work on putting out the fire, the old dwarf has walked behind the bar and has pulled out a very large copper-bound book and is beginning to flip through the pages. I'm going to use my last spell to create two gowns. What is it? Two gowns? Oh, hold on. Never mind. It's create water. I don't think two gowns is really going to help, so never mind. Well, it would help, because... Are we arguing whether the 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 Everflow skin is gonna help? No, uh, Clyde or Clyde has a spell called Create Water, and it creates a it creates two gallons of water. Is it a cantrip level? Because if so, you could just like infinitely use no, that. It's not. It's my last level one spell because oh, I didn't get to use okay. level one. Well, is just gonna go the ever flowing water skin. Get it out. He, uh, That's Clyde, what the fabulous just said. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't hear it. Sorry. That. Yeah, you're good. After a few minutes of fighting this flames, the fire is finally put out. People are starting to return into the bar, more just out of the, well, another bar fight broke off, broke out in here, and have returned to eating and drinking without any problems. The old dwarf is standing behind the counter, and he signals to a few bar stools in front of him. Have a seat, have a seat. Let's talk business, shall we? Oh, hell. Lila's just gonna smirk and look down at Fibulus and follow him. And by down, I mean just kind of look at, since they're almost the same height. At the bar, he has began to write up what looks like an invoice. After a few minutes of writing down a series of damaged table, damage to flooring, walls, repairs for this, that, and the other, he slides you a bill for 5,250 gold pieces. Awfully specific. Yes. It is see, it is clear bar fights are pretty common in this bar. That he has a quick cheat sheet to figure out damages? Yep. So, my good man, how much would you say ridding the world of evil Yes, in gold pieces. It's Kalila face palms. Phoebus is just chuckling at that comment. Hmm. Well, let's see. There was four of them, and they had dinner and a room, and it seems as if they will be exiting this world without paying their tab. So, seeing you are the heroes of my tavern, I will make sure that their tab is not put on yours. But now, my friend, this is with a discount. Since Defibulous is family, after all, 
I went ahead and gave you a family discount. 50% off. You're always very kind. So you hold the world's d evil uh, destruction. Yes, sir. We're gonna. I'm. We're, we'll pay his bill. I. We. I mean, I kind of blew up the bar. On and, accident, it seems. What was that? My last wild shot. Oh, I knew those were trouble. Well, he didn't want to note on what they did, so I guess I can tell him I created trees, set them on fire all in one day. Uh, more like a house made out of trees, but yeah. I would say the the idea of wild shot is it creates a pocket of magic that produces a spell upon shooting it. Well, it was pretty fantastic to see it happen, though. So how much in total do we owe you? 2,250 gold. Only 2,000? I can... You guys want, I can just take that. Oh, I'm, sorry. It was, I'm sorry, it was 5,250 gold. So half of that. No, that's already discounted. This is why I said, so you have a exact value of reading the world of evil. Yeah, their tab. That's a pretty low price. Well, can we like barter some of their the gear and what their belongings to you for the fee? He sends one of the bartenders over to start poking through and stripping the bodies down. After a couple of minutes, they walk over and you see a chain shirt of barring, a couple ring of protections, a light crossbow, mostly mundane items. He gives it a shrug and goes, eh, let's just say an even five grand. You just said rings of protection and- yeah, one. The, that's like, Two and a half grand. Ah, well, these are used and I can't use them. They look a little too small for me. And I understand that, but rings of protection are not mundane items, sir. Ephibius was going to sit there and see if, if Clyde can actually bargain with him. Just let it happen, see what happens. Mm hmm. Kalila's just entertained and listening herself, like, where is this going? Uh, and I will, um, roll diplomacy on these things of, you know, putting a value on ridding the evil of this world and the evil from his bar. All right, roll. 25, because I have a plus seven in diplomacy. You beat him by a single point. Yeah. He goes, all right, so... Five grand, a little too rich for your blood. What do you think? Is there something that is produced here that um, isn't found in other places? Trees in a bar. That. I mean, like a certain <laughs> kind of like mead or beer or something. What are you getting at? We could possibly provide you with a. Um, Oh, I can't think of the word. A a um person in the holy city that if you um made more, we could start selling it in there as a specialty item that you might be able to have a long-term investment in rather than a short-term income. Looking over at the wall and the floor, he goes, "Now, 
got a question for you. Would you go to a, ba a tavern in the middle of the forest that is known to be safe with a wall that looks like it's about to crumble? Now, I understand getting the long term, but right now, my concern is my wall. All right, I understand. Do you think we can get someone in the Holy City to come out here and fix the wall? Now, if you can get the Holy City to pay for the damages that y'all have designed, created, I'm fine with that. But Defibulus will know quite well. I don't forget who damages my bars too often. Nope, he doesn't. Unless you've been drinking. So how about this? I'll might, I will set up a tab for you, and we will start with the five grand. Gives you about a year to pay it off, and if not, I'll just start uh, finding ways to get my money from you. Well, how about we pay you half now? How's that? I'm fine with half now. That'll at least get the work started. And in fact, pay half now, and I'll just go ahead and build the Holy City. Is, do you agree with that, Clyla and Defibulous? Yeah, that sounds pretty fair at this point. I'm not going to argue. Alright, then half... And here you go, as, you know, pulled out of the bag of holding. He thanks you and puts the money in a safe place. Leaning in close, he goes, Now, I believe I owe little Defibulous some information. I know that you've got the, we the stock, and I know you're missing four more pieces of the family rifle. I can tell you where I had them sent out. And that would be most helpful. Now, I put my best men on it. I spared no expense in making sure that this rifle piece was hidden. The first piece I sent out to my sister and her husband in Godsfell. I thought your sister didn't like and talk to you anymore. Well, when you offer to pay them a king's ransom to protect something, they tend to like you a little more. Now, that's the trigger. The barrel I sent out to the Spire Mountains. The scope I sent out to the deserts to the south, way south. In the canyon area is where it should be buried. And the reload mechanism I sent to a couple of my friends that are rat folk in the islands to the south just past the human territory of Holdkeep. Was it Holdkeep? That's where I was born. Yeah, yeah. that's where he was born. There's some rats that live in a, a pretty large island. I uh, have a couple friends that owed me a favor, and they're holding it. If Kalila remembers right, I believe that's underneath Holdkeep. So it's yeah, further it's south. south. Yeah, it's further south. Well, I very much thank you for keeping that keeping that out of my brother's hands. Well, like I said, I pay, spared no expense. These items should be pretty well hidden, but they're going to be in those areas. Well, I'm sure if mom and dad were around, they would thank you for what you did. Now, my question is to this. Are you going to follow with your family tradition and try to finish this rifle? I think I'm going to try to finish this rifle, and then... I'm going to do something about the garbage business my brother started in, with my family's name and turn it into something good. Well, at least you got a good head on your shoulders. 
looking over at Kalila and Clyde. Make sure he keeps his head on his shoulders. We've done a good job so far. You have. But, I plan on doing that for everybody in my party, not just the Fibulous. Good. The Fibulous is family. And I take care of my family. My sister, like I said, lives in Godsfell. She's one of the researchers up there. She's been researching some new metals and is practicing metallurgy. I told her that this cannot be destroyed because I didn't want Defibulus not to be able to restore it. But knowing my sister, it's going to be hell to find. At least we have a place to start looking at Defibulus. Indeed. Well, getting to, to Godspell might be a problem, though. Why do you say that, sir? Godsfeld is the Sky Dwarf Citadel in the mountains. These mountains are unscalable. The only way to get there is by Zeppelin, and you gotta know someone that knows someone to even get someone to fly there. These dwarves don't take kindly to people that aren't welcome there, and they have a tendency to shoot first and ask questions later. Maybe you should write us a little uh, note saying we're visiting on your behalf, then it might help let us in. I could write you a letter, but there's no guarantee my sister's going to get it to who it needs to be. They got a strange ranking system there, and I'm not sure how it works. But... I'll write you up a letter and see what I can do. But that means you guys got to find your way to Godsfell. Ironically, I believe we already have a way. Well, let me write you up a letter. He walks into the back and seems to disappear for a couple of moment, minutes. What do you guys want to do while you wait? I think Defibrious will clean his gun while well, he has some downtime since he was standing in a bunch of burning woods. Kalila? Can you repeat that? What do you want to do while you wait for him to draft up this letter? She's just waiting to see if Defibulus fires off anything sarcastically when his friend's uh, back is turned. I think I fired enough things off in this bar, haven't I? Yeah, maybe. Clyde. No. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but no, Kalila's just kind of quietly biding time because, you know, it seems safer to talk about things when not in public, apparently. Sorry, I was writing all that stuff down. You're fine. Someone's got to take notes. Yeah, that yep. is true. I think I have it all down. Sister, Spire, Desert, and Red Folk. Well, while you guys are waiting, you can also roll knowledge checks on those locations to see if there's anything you guys know about it. I mean, I only have nature and religion, so... Okay. I don't have any knowledge check locations like that. Hold on, I do, I think. It'll be I do geography. Local. Oh, yeah, it is local? Geography. Yeah, I have It'll geography local and, and local. Yep. Which one would you like me to roll? Whichever is higher. Nine. I got a 17 on the Southern Desert Scope one. Okay. Kalila, you know that the spire is in the ocean 
And you know that the desert is in the desert. Yeah, I'm not going to be very helpful, so I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of looking. The fibulous. I'm going to move you guys over to the big world map so that we can show you what you know. The southern desert that he was talking about, you actually know pretty well. A lot of the time, your parents had found strange artifacts there off and on, depending on what they were dealing with. The red arrow is the southern desert. Arrow? Do you mean square? Sorry. Square. Yeah, I was going to say where. Yeah. The square. The red square. Okay. Um, you know that the chasm that he is talking about has been also called the endless chasm. It goes for so far and so deep that even if you threw a bell or anything that chimed, eventually the sound would just fade into oblivion. You also know that the temperatures out there are scalding hot, that your parents would actually have to get special survival equipment to deal with the heat near that area. It was not uncommon for people to catch flame randomly if they were not protected. Mmm, toasty. Uh, well, guys, the uh, scope's going to take a little while to do. Yeah? Why do you say that? The desert's so hot that people spontaneously combust out there. So specialized equipment's a must. Yeah, and there's also a giant chasm that you can throw musical instruments or whatnot, and you'll literally you'll, you won't hear them hit the ground. Mm. Oh, now, what about he was far. saying about... Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, wow, that's pretty far. What about the uh, piece that was with the rat folk? I need a knowledge local or knowledge geography from anyone. Nat 20. Nat 20. You know what? I'm not going to do red. I'm going to give you guys a different color. What's with the cat face on the uh map? That's Kalila's home village. And then there's uh, Narrow Cloud, which is in sea. And then there's the green looking swamp. That was the cursed swamp in between. <laughs> and so we started like, I started drawing little symbols so we remembered where everything was. Okay. What's my symbol? Uh, I forgot to mark yours because it was on the bottom half of the map and I was working on the top half of the map. Gotcha. In the pink I'll square on the map. Oh, okay. Pink square on the map is the rat, rat folk. Right. Is okay. the rat folk. They are all fairly seafaring. They deal with trade of waterfowl ore and fish, as well as rarer items such as sometimes they find sunken ships and scavenge up weapons and gold and all other manner of materials from there. For the most part, they are friendly as long as you don't contact, tell them that they are privateers or pirates or scavengers. They hold themselves to a very high regard of they view themselves as cleaning up the planet and ensuring that the seas are left as clean as possible. Question, are the is that, are the rat crew that we sailed with, are they related to these people? Because they sound very similar. Yeah, because he are. was a captain. There's a high chance that they are because most of the rat folk that come from there were seafarers. 
They spend, they live and die on the on the ocean. Is pretty much how a lot of them lived. Okay. Any other things you want to roll for? No, but as far as discussing that, going well, that one seems like it might be easier to get our hands on. But didn't he also say there was his sisters in Godspell? Isn't that where the Rat Skull are sending us? I think so. So what if we just continued both with this ne- the next mission he's sending us on, and we could potentially also look for the next piece while we're there? That's kind of what I was thinking. Bye, what's your thoughts? Kind of seems to be going for, like, you know, two birds with one stone kind of idea. Mm-hmm. I'm putting a dark red box over God's spell. And the only other item that you that he told you about was at the spire. Did you want any to try to think of it uh, remember any information about the spire? Yeah, I will. Alright. I rolled a one, oh. so no. <laughs> I have a 15. Hold on, hold on. For the fibulous. The spot, the spire, is somewhere deep in the ho- in the heavens, and it sits upon a golden cloud. You must find the red rope that dangles down to the ground and climb it. Fibulous will relay this to the party and then stop and go. I think I inhaled too much smoke earlier, guys. Ignore that. Did the leeches bite you again? Oh, did they? Wait, why would there be leeches in here? I don't know, but the last time you said weird things like that, you were bitten by leeches. No, I just think I inhaled too much bar smoke. All right, that's fair. With the 14, you do know... 15. 15. 15. Thank you. With the 15, you know that the spire is a cluster of four islands in the southeastern part of the map. Kalila will point this out going, if I know, remember right, this is where the spire is located. The spire is also the deadliest part of the ocean. No one has ever returned from there. There are constant storms and constant whirlpools that sink ships. The water is also black because of all the destruction that sits underneath the waves. The islands themselves are almost of pure obsidian. They are just smooth and solid black. And there's always, always a storm brewing above with both lightning and hail. So Kalila's just going to be like, and trying to find somebody to sail us there is probably going to cost us a massive fortune, considering how turbulent everything is. No one in their right mind would sail in there. I mean, we would. Right? Maybe we can go back and ask our already crazy sailor friend. That place just sounds like bad luck. Yeah, it's kind of just, you know, the seas met death. I really question my grandfather's decision to send it apart there. Well, if he's wanting to hide it from your brother and he thought you were dead and never wanted anybody being, especially him, capable of ever recreating that rifle, considering I got shot by it and it was only one piece and it rather hurt, uh, I don't blame him. 
Where else would you send something you'd ever want to be found? Some are obvious or people wouldn't look anyway. My question is, is that sailor still alive and can we hire him to sail us back out there again? Because then he would at least know which island or where he got to, or if he just kind of hucked it off the side of the boat. Oh, I hope he didn't huck it off the side of the boat. I mean, that would be one way to hide something, wouldn't it? Or he went down with the ship. Or he went down with the ship. So we might want to ask uh, your adopted grandfather here. I don't if... think I have any diving equipment like that. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to get stuff for deserts and extreme storms on a boat. I could try to build us all diving suits. Uh, doesn't that take, like, time to test? Yeah, it would. I would say, well, let's find somebody who's already built them and tested them. You guys Besides, not you gotta make Hugin some armor, pointing down at her somewhat charred spider. Yeah, I do need to make him some... Oh, I can make him a diving suit, too! After you make him some armor. Spider diving suit. Hmm. Defibrious will just kind of scratch at his chin, thinking... Kalila's just going to roll her eyes with a playful smirk. As you guys continue the conversation, eventually he comes out with a scroll that is sealed. He goes, well, I wrote her up a pretty in-depth letter explaining everything that I could. Hopefully this will at least get you through the gates. If you land and are able to hand this to somebody... You should be okay to at least see my sister. And she will at least be able to help you get started on finding the trigger. Hey, Grandpa. Mm. Um, The guy you sent to the spire, to did he ever come back? Or did he just like chuck the ship, chuck the, the piece over the board or go down with the ship maybe? I think he came back. I know that if he did, he is not sane. Uh, he's, a uh, an old forest elf friend of mine who loved the sea more than he loved the land. Spent a lot of time with rat folk and learned how to sail like them. But he was a nutty man. He only <laughs> sailed by himself. A single mass fishing ship. And he would go everywhere. Impressive. But... If he's still alive, he would be hanging out with the rats. Well, it sounds like we should probably head to Godspell, and then the rats, and then figure out which of the Endless Canyon or the Spire to go to. I'll make sure next time, uh, Grandpa, not to fire Wild Shot in the bargain. Yeah. Probably Except for the best. You set the tavern on fire again, I might not give you the family discount. What about trees? Are you happy with trees instead? If they were outside, I would make them as a pretty pagoda. Then I would be able to lure in druids and sell alcohol to them. Speaking of alcohol, does anyone want a drink? Nah, I'm going to pass today. I'm trying to design spider armor and diving suits for spiders. I have to keep his head on his shoulders, remember? And somehow train me how to use that other gun. Oh, that's easy. All right. 
Well, but it is getting late. We could take some rooms. He nods. He goes, well, family discount. 50 gold for the lot of you. The will think wow, that's expensive. Yeah, I was about to much. say, that's a pretty expensive, but whatever. That's fine. Well, you would get the biggest room, and it covers all your meals while you're there. Okay, that's fair. For how many days? 24 hours. God, that's really expensive. And we're getting a, a family discount, so that means he's like normally like 100 gold to be in his tavern. I, I paid the man. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are shown to your quarters for the night. As you guys walk in, the room looks like it was meant for nobility. There are three large, comfortable beds, a small sitting area, as well as a door that is solid oak that also can be locked from the inside. Wow, this is a nice room. Fancy. The room has a earthy scent, as if he has taken the time to make sure that it is a nice grounded smell, something that would never offend. Hanging on the door behind is the map and list of all the items that he has hidden. Oh, that's easy. We can just take that with us. As the sun slowly sets on this day's adventure, a large feast of a meal is brought to your room. And from here, we will end this episode. With the would-be assassins now taken care of, and this information now promptly in Defibulous's hands, the agents must make a decision. Rebuild a family heirloom, or push forward and fight back the darkness and continue to collect the artifacts that are required to push back the Bone God. Well, me friends, I know how this story ends. But you do not. And you will hear more the next time we speak. As always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 